the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Over the weekend, the head of Russia's space agency threatened Elon Musk. Now, I don't know Elon Musk. I don't own any Tesla stock, as far as I know. It might be in a mutual fund. But I'll tell you what. He's an American who's been threatened by the Russians. So I asked National Security Advisor Robert C. O'Brien to join me this morning to talk about that and big tech generally. Good morning, Ambassador O'Brien. How are you? Good morning, Hugh. Great to be with you. Uh, first of all, do you work for Elon Musk? I know you consult for a bunch of big companies. Is Tesla one of them or SpaceX? No, we don't. We don't work for Elon, but uh, you know, Elon, feel free to call us. We'd be. We'd huh. love to help you. <laughs> well, first of all, tell me what did you think of a Russian official threatening an American citizen? Well, this is a very serious uh, issue, uh, especially in light of the fact that Russia has a history of assassinating its opponents. And so uh, the FBI has almost certainly consulted with Elon. Uh, there's a duty to warn uh, that the FBI has for American citizens who have been threatened by foreign governments. And unfortunately, you know, it happens more and more with China, Iran, now Russia getting into this game of threatening Americans. Uh, so Elon, I'm sure, has great security. Uh, he can certainly afford it. But uh, the U.S., because of Elon's role in the Ukraine crisis and, and the great work that his companies have done, really ought to be thinking about supplementing his security, uh, at least giving them daily intelligence feeds and uh, and potentially giving him uh, government security to work with his private folks. I mean, it, this is a very serious threat. Very serious threat. And I, it also underscores that what Elon Musk did was significant. I mean, he may be nominated for a Nobel Prize next year because I think he helped save Ukraine. What, what do you think of my assessment there? Well, he should be, because Ukraine is winning the information war in this war. And, and the reason it's winning is because of the United States of America, and specifically U.S. private sector tech companies. And there are two big reasons, Hugh. Uh, first is Musk and, uh, and Starlink. Uh, what, what he did was unprecedented. As you know, in the early days, the early day or two of the, the war, Russia tried to use its technical capabilities to take Ukraine off the Internet and to prevent Zelensky, President Zelensky, and, and the Ukrainians from communicating with the outside world. Elon Musk stepped in in an unprecedented fashion for a private company, repositioned Starlink satellites, and then sent within 24 hours of the invasion uh, uplink terminals so that Ukraine and, and President Zelensky would remain connected to the Internet. Uh, and we, we, I, I don't think there's a, a similar example of a private sector company outside of a Marvel movie with uh, uh, you know, a, a character doing that uh, in real life, it's it's amazing what he did. And you know, he, he is the Tony Stark of the private sector, and, and a Medal of Freedom would be at least a Medal of Freedom because he really did. That matters. Technology matters so much in this war, correct? Oh, a hundred percent. Imagine this war if if Ukraine was not connected to the outside world via the internet. And and the, the second shout out I'll give, and I've been very critical of U.S. social media companies on your show and others, as you know, Hugh, over the years. But it's U.S. social media platforms that then allowed Zelensky to use that Internet link up 
uh, with Starlink uh, to get the, uh, the message out, to, to show the war crimes, the targeting of civilians, the resilience of the Ukrainian people. And, and it's, you know, the, the Facebook and Google and uh, Twitter, which Elon may own soon, uh, and, uh, and, and all these other uh, social media platforms that got the message out to the whole world. And it did two things. Number one, it galvanized the West and it galvanized Europe. Uh, but number two, there were a lot of countries that were either neutral or sympathetic uh, to Putin and Russia that may not have put this information out, but they couldn't avoid it because their people were watching what was happening on social media. So between Elon, Elon providing the Internet access and, and the Ukrainians taking advantage of, of social media platforms that have worldwide reach, uh, Ukraine has won this information war. It's, it's really astounding. So, you know, a lesson here is, we need to be careful about what we do with big tech, notwithstanding our legitimate concerns, because you know, breaking up big tech would have left the People's Republic of China and their massive Internet companies, TikTok and others, which have been very helpful to the Russians and censored for the Russians. That would have allowed them to control the worldwide global information space. And can you imagine how different Ukraine would look if you were watching the war on TikTok as opposed to uh, you know, American social media platforms? This is in stark relief, and, and therefore I wanted to talk about it with you. I am a huge critic of big tech because of the censorship that they have practiced domestically. On the other hand, I've also said, don't run off and bring a Sherman antitrust act. It's, that's a blunt instrument. That is not a regulatory approach to the problems that ail big tech. Number one, the private sector is acting. You know, Elon Musk is itself the private sector working to correct Twitter's errors. But I am curious, do you think that the old antitrust laws ought to be force fit, you know, square peg and round holes or vice versa to address big tech? I think we need new legislation and new rules. So I, I agree with you, Hugh, and I wrote about this in the Wall Street Journal back in December, and it got a lot of attention. You know, it, breaking up big tech with antitrust tools is a very blunt instrument. And, and it, it, number one, it would be terrible for the information space. But number two, these companies have scale. And the only way we can stay in competition with the Chinese and the Chinese Communist Party is pumping hundreds of billions of dollars every year into their AI, you know, quantum computing, machine learning, uh, all these, these technologies of the future. The U.S. still has an edge, and that's why I'm confident that the U.S. is going to prevail in big power competition. But the edge doesn't come from the government. It doesn't come from government research programs or government bureaucracies. The edge comes from these large U.S. private sector companies that have the scale to do the research and the innovation that keep us in the game. And uh, think about SpaceX, another Elon Musk uh, uh, situation. If it wasn't for SpaceX, we'd still be reliant on the Russians to get American astronauts down from the space station during this war. Can you imagine the leverage they'd have on us? We don't have that problem because Elon Musk, you know, cut through the bureaucracy of the big defense contractors and, and NASA and developed a way to get us to space. Jeff Bezos is doing the same thing. There are other U.S. companies are doing We've got a renaissance in space because of the private sector. So we've got to be very careful about using the blunt instruments of antitrust with Republican conservatives joining up with you know, Amy Klobuchar and Chuck Schumer uh, to destroy American businesses. We need to regulate those businesses. There's no question about it. The, the censorship and the bias uh, in big tech against conservatives you know, has to be fixed. It's a, it's a real concern. It's not a fake concern. It's a real concern. But we've got to be careful how we do it so we don't destroy these great national treasures and assets of this country. Now, I have come to this position after sitting down for dinner a couple of times with Mark Zuckerberg and talking to him on this show. And the dinner with, with Zuckerberg had not been one-on-one, -on -one, so I don't want to give that impression. However, you know, among the people that were there, Ross Douthat, the first question as we went around the table, I said, 
are you a patriot? And Zuckerberg said, looked at me stunned. Said, of course we are. I'm a patriot. And he ran through all the programs he was running with DARPA. Facebook, uh, Meta now, was running with DARPA. And, and from that point forward, I've begun to think that what we need is a highly specific set of regs to assure content neutrality, but not to cripple. And you say we need scale. Would you explain scale for the Steelers fans out there? <laughs> Coming from a Browns fan, uh, you, uh, you know, I know I'm, scale. I'm, I'm, I'm from LA and a Rams fan. I think we got the trophy this oh, year. Oh, go away. Uh, uh, hey, the, uh, look, we have to have companies that can spend billions of dollars a year on esoteric research, on basic research into artificial intelligence and quantum computing and, and machine learning and, and, and all the other uh, uh, areas of, of tech, because the U.S. government just doesn't spend the kind of money. We're not a command economy. We spend some of the money through DARPA, but even the money we spend through DARPA gets funneled, and, and that's an advanced research program of the, the Pentagon, that money still gets funneled through private sector firms. So without a robust, robust private sector, without a private sector with companies that can literally spend tens and twenties and hundreds of billions of dollars researching these, we're going to get left in the dust by the Chinese. There's no, you, there's no government equivalent to what our private sector companies are doing. So if, if we break up those companies, we're handing the tech high ground to China, to, to ByteDance and TikTok and Huawei and, and all these instrumentalities of the Chinese Communist Party. And, and guess what? They're going to, you know, if you think shadow banning and, and some of the activities of Twitter were bad, and they were, can you imagine what it's going to be like when tech is controlled and all your social media platforms are controlled from Beijing and not from Silicon Valley? Last so, question. Uh, we got about a minute, Ambassador O'Brien. Why is Silicon Valley, you're California, why are they so tone deaf? I mean, Mark is the only guy who has reached out to actually hear, I don't know how much it, it made it through, but to talk to serious conservatives about these issues. Silicon Valley's in a deep blue bubble. It is tone deaf. Well, it's it's in California, and it's a bubble in California, and uh, you know it's, it's fed by you know my former university, my law school, Berkeley, and and your school, Harvard, and uh, and Stanford, and, and the elites control these places, and so so folks come into those companies with a bias already. Uh, but but I think you're starting to see a, a revolt even in Silicon Valley. You've got folks like Peter Thiel and and Blake Masters, who's running for Senate now, and. Arizona is a conservative. You've got Elon Musk, who's a libertarian. Uh, so I think you're starting to see a diversity of opinion. And I also think with some of these companies, the backlash, whether it's uh, Disney in Florida or, or uh, the, the stock prices, I think they're realizing they can't cut out half the country. Robert C. O'Brien, Ambassador O'Brien, thank you. And thank you, Elon Musk, for what you've done. And, and I hope that the federal government is adding to his own private security the vast resources of our eyes and ears around the world because he saved Ukraine. I mean, Elon Musk saved Ukraine in the first weeks of this war, and Americans ought to know that. Thank you, Ambassador O'Brien, former National Security Advisor to President Trump. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack? Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.